In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Jesus, Word of God, reveal more of yourself to us through your presence in the Bible. Led by the Holy Spirit, guide our time of reflection. May it increase our desire for you in the Scripture and in the sacrament. Amen. This weekend marks the annual celebration of the body and blood of Jesus, Corpus Christi Sunday. And all three of our readings, as you might imagine, talk about food and drink. Begins with our first reading from the book of Genesis. Abram's nephew, Lot, was captured by four kings. Abram fights them, rescues Lot, and then receives the spoils of war. As he's returning victorious from this battle, the kings of Sodom and Salem come out to greet him. That's where the story picks up. In those days, Melchizedek, king of Salem, brought out bread and wine. Yet a good question to ask might be, where is Salem? And is Salem the same place as Jerusalem? More than likely, yes. You see, Uru in the ancient Sumerian language was the word for city. Over the course of time, Uru-Salem, or City of Peace, likely morphed from Uru-Salem to Eru-Salem to Jerusalem. But if people referred simply to Salem, they would know it as the City of Peace, Uru-Salem, like how New York City can also be shortened to just New York. Melchizedek, king of Salem, gives Abram three things. The first two are bread and wine. In celebration of the victory, Melchizedek is hosting a royal party for Abram and his army. But in addition to the bread and wine, Melchizedek also gives Abram a blessing. Just two chapters earlier in Genesis, God promised Abram that he would be a blessing and all families would find blessing in him. Now, Melchizedek is bestowing upon Abram that very blessing. The scene ends with Abram giving Melchizedek a tenth of all the spoils of war. Although, truth be told, the text literally says he gave him a tenth of everything. So that Abram is the main subject of the sentence is only inferred. And our translation at Mass rather presumptuously supplies that Abram gave him a tenth of everything. Now, it's highly likely given the context, of course, but believe it or not, some scholars actually have concocted theories as to how Melchizedek might actually have been the one to give Abram a tenth of everything. Our second reading takes us back to one of the most familiar biblical books on this show. It's St. Paul's first letter to the Corinthians. In this portion of the letter, Paul is addressing concerns he's had about how the Corinthian Christians have been gathering to remember the Last Supper of Jesus. He reminds them that what he received from the Lord, he also handed on to them. In these two verbs in the sentence, to receive and then to hand on, have deeper meaning. To receive, and then to hand on, was used in the language of both Greek philosophers and ancient rabbis to describe their method of instruction. They were taught by teachers before them, and now they, as teachers, hand on what they have learned. It was called gibel and masar in Hebrew, receive and hand on, and it's what Paul is saying he did with the Corinthians. This is the oldest literary account we have of the Last Supper since Paul wrote this letter to the Corinthians before any of the Gospel accounts were formally recorded. Remarkably, in all four of the New Testament accounts of the Last Supper that include Jesus' words spoken over the bread and wine, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and St. Paul, all four of them differ greatly in just exactly what Jesus said word for word. There's one exception, though. All four of them all include the phrase, This is my body. John's gospel, of course, doesn't include an actual scene of Jesus saying words of blessing over the bread and wine at the Last Supper. But what all four gospels do include is the feeding of the 5,000. 
and Luke's version is our gospel passage at Mass this weekend. In the scene, a day passes in which Jesus speaks to the crowd and heals the infirmed. But then we're told that the day was drawing to a close, and this is the exact same phrase that's used in the account of Emmaus at the end of Luke's gospel when the two disciples urge the Lord to stay with them. The disciples want Jesus to dismiss the crowds, but he tells them that they ought to give them some food themselves. The disciples then respond that they only have five loaves and two fish, yet Jesus invites the men, who numbered about 5,000, to sit in groups of 50. Some scholars don't believe this number has any great significance, while others believe it recalls how twice in the 18th chapter of Exodus, the Lord God told Moses to appoint helpers over the people in groups of thousands, hundreds, fifties, and tens. It could be that the organization of the people of Israel is being recalled. And while we're on the topic of things being recalled, this story could also be recalling when the prophet Elisha had something similar happen in his life. We see it in the second book of Kings, chapter 4. And in that story, we're told that 20 loaves miraculously managed to feed a 100 men, and there were even some leftovers. Now, the last thing we have to mention here about our gospel is the oddity of people eating this meal outside in the wilderness. Areas outside cities were dangerous and full of chaos. I mean, there were robbers and thieves ready to pounce. The concept of a picnic, then, of taking food out to the countryside to enjoy a view wasn't really a thing. So it's also part of why the disciples want Jesus to send the crowds away. But Jesus says, we're going to eat anyway. It'd always be like being on a charter bus with a bunch of people and then telling the driver to pull off on the side of the road because it was dinner time. Why not wait until you hit the next city where you know there'll be plenty of food and you'd be more safe? Nevertheless, Jesus provides in abundance, and there are even leftovers. So that's it. That's your Sunday setup for this Corpus Christi Sunday in Year C. May this knowledge of the story behind the scripture allow you to encounter Jesus Christ in a new way this weekend. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen.